make for a dangerous duo. That duo no longer exists. Who can forget? Mr. Celtics. Championship winning shot. That lesson aside, the Warriors also learn that you should not rush players back from injury. Steph Curry has a real injury concern. His ankle worries are reminiscent of his early days in the league. Remember, Steph was injury prone early on. So much so that no one believed that he would have been able to recapture the master stroke, the delightful games that he delivered. His ankle worries are reminiscent of his early days in the league. Remember, Steph was injury prone early on. So much so that no one believed that he would have been able to recapture the master stroke, the delightful games that he delivered as lead guard for Davidson. But yet he did. His injuries this year remind us of those early years and that should be a point of worry for the Warriors management, for the Warriors players, and for the Warriors fans. No team can beat the Warriors if all four All-Stars are on court. No team, not the Rockets, not the Blazers, not the Celtics, not the Cavaliers, not the Raptors. No team in the NBA can beat this team if it's firing on all four all-star cylinders. Rest cures wear and tear. And adversity cures boredom. The Warriors have had lots of both. So we are going to see a team that come playoffs is ready to defend their title and once again become world champions. The Houston Rockets have been powered by runaway MVP James Harden. With all due respect to LeBron James, who is surely having the best year 15 in NBA history. Come on now. The man is still the best player in the league. That 41 against the GOATS team after the Heat embarrassed them the previous night is testament to this man's greatness. As great as he is, as great a season as he's having, as much as he's all that is keeping his present squad from plunging into the abyss, he is not the MVP. He is not the MVP. Anthony Davis 
has been on a tear since Boogie Cousins went down. He reminded us why many of us believed he was destined to be the next big thing in the NBA. As good, as spectacular, as unreal as Anthony Davis has been, he's not the MVP. The runaway MVP is none other than James Harden. Give Harden the MVP trophy right now. He is the MVP. The Harden-Paul experiment has been a major success. The major unknown for these two players is the playoffs. Both of these players have failed to deliver in the playoffs in the past. And we don't know if this season is going to be similar to previous years. Granted, they never played with each other before. Paul had Blake Griffin and company. Now he has Harden. And Harden is not the same Harden that existed in OKC when he played with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. This is a better, newer, improved Harden. Harden didn't have a longer beard as he did. No. So that's a big difference. He has a longer beard now than he did back then. This is the new Harden. Harden is fit. Harden is in shape. And he and Chris Paul are dominating. They're staggering. The pace. They're controlling the pace. And this is a team that is playing defense. James Harden. Yes, he's a suspect defender. Definitely. We all know that. He has never really tried on that end of the ball. But he is proving that in spite of his limitations, he can power a team in the regular season. But the glaring hole happens to be their playoff resume. Will things change for Chris Paul and James Harden? Come playoffs, we are about to find out just how good of an experiment this is. The proof is in the eating. And we are going to find out come playoffs. The Toronto Raptors. We have not been on air for a little while. The middle maker speaks has been off for a while. As we get prepared for the next phase of the middle maker network. Now, as we return... There's just one thing to note. We have received a lot of complaints and criticism from the Raptors faithful. And the main bone of contention that they have is that we have overlooked the Raptors on this part. That's absolutely true. We have overlooked the Raptors, and the Raptors happen to have the best record in the Eastern Conference. And when all is said and done, the Raptors could have the second best record in the NBA this season. That's nothing to shrug at. That's a wonderful achievement. But unfortunately, that is a regular season achievement. 
when this part started, this season, we did a preview of teams heading into the season. And what we said about the Toronto Raptors remains true today. Do you believe in DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry? Those two players happen to be the engine that drives the Toronto Raptors. And if either of those two players happen to be off, that's the end of it for Toronto. Neither player is a superstar. They happen to be two very good players. And Toronto has improved in so many ways. It's new wine in old bottles. That's the Toronto Raptors. These players, same players, but they're playing a new style of basketball. And this new style of basketball is winning games. DeMar DeRozan, the man known for the long twos, that mid-range game, the style that belongs in yesteryear, has morphed into a three-point shooter. And he's making three-pointers. The Raptors are playing at a faster pace, scoring more. Dwayne Casey has done a masterful job in Toronto. Toronto is a real threat in the Eastern Conference. But the questions, just like for the Houston Rockets, happens to be, can the Toronto Raptors deliver when it matters most? The Toronto Raptors have played four playoff-like games recently. And they are one and three in those games. They beat the Nuggets. They lost to the Cavaliers. They lost to the Clippers. And they lost to the Thunder. Granted, the game against the Cavaliers happened to be the second night of a back-to-back. And LeBron James is known for devastating the Raptors. So you can give them a pass for the game played against the Cavaliers. But there's no excuse for the game they lost against the Clippers. And there's no excuse for barely eking out a victory against a Nuggets team, 114 to 110, a team that was playing the second night of a back-to-back. Toronto should have taken out the Nuggets without mercy. They should have shown why they are the beasts in the East, why they have the best record in the Eastern Conference. The Raptors failed to do so. So the question marks are still there. What do we have in Toronto? Are the Raptors satisfied with being very good? Or do they actually want to become a true contender, a genuine contender? The path to contention can be littered with many landmines. The Philadelphia 76ers are now heralded for 
the process. The Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks, two teams that consistently made the playoffs, are now moving in another direction. They are following some aspects of the Philadelphia 76ers blueprint. They want to become genuine contenders and not just participants who show up in the playoffs only to be defeated by the eventual finalists. This is not something that these teams wanted. They chose another direction. Toronto Raptors seem satisfied with making it to the playoffs and having good regular seasons. The owners make money. The fans are entertained and see a good product. If that's what Toronto wants, then so be it. Maybe that's good enough. However, the reality is how can the Raptors really improve? What is their route to improving? Are they going to trade away DeRozan or Lori? How do they do that? Do they trade away Big V, Ibaka? What's the value of these players on the market? These are questions that the Raptors have to answer. And if they fail to win the Eastern Conference, or if they're embarrassed, then these are questions which they'll definitely have to answer. Do they stay as they are, or do they take another route? Chances are they will stay as they are, rather than taking another route. But we're definitely going to be entertained as we find out. So, we have shown some love. We have definitely showed love to the Toronto Raptors. So, all the folks who have been saying to me, the Raptors are a good team, yes, we agree. The Middle Maker Network agrees. The host of the Middle Maker Speaks agrees. The Toronto Raptors are a good team and they have the best record in the Eastern Conference. So, kudos to the Raptors. The Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics got out to an early start and this early start is what's saving the Boston Celtics. Now, the Boston Celtics let Jason Tatum find himself. And now it's paying dividends as the season fast approaches its end. Tatum was a plug-and-play rookie. He fell off the cliff. But that happens to rookies, and he is indeed a rookie, no matter how veteran he seemed before. He is a rookie, and he played like a rookie. But he's now starting to play as he was before he fell off the cliff. Tatum is playing like a veteran again. The Celtics were able to put together a team on the fly that 
contributed defensively. Kyrie is the best player on offense for the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart is the best player on defense for the Boston Celtics. Neither players are playing, but the Celtics are still winning because of early habits that they developed. The Celtics should not have beaten the Blazers. And they most definitely should not have beaten the Jazz. Yet, the Celtics own victories over both these teams. And the reason why they're able to do so is because of the habits that they developed early on in the season. For players that have great potential, but the word is potential. Kawhi, Kawhi, is a known quantity. And he's a known superstar quantity. It costs Brown. It costs Tatum. It costs a high pick. And contract fillers do it. That's a no-brainer. I'm the Middle Maker. And this has been The Middle Maker Speaks. Catch you next time.